0: Welcome to the Hoop Collective Podcast. We talk about the NBA, which we're doing late on Thursday night, Friday morning, uh, East Coast time, because we waited to see Lakers, Suns, and the Suns won this one from the start. And the Lakers are done. The champs are out. Denver Nuggets also advanced tonight uh, to talk about all of it. Joining me from Dallas, Texas where there's a big uh, NBA game uh, tonight, I guess I would say, Friday night, is band McMahon. Howdy, partners. Joining me from Boston, Massachusetts, you guys already know, it's Tim Bontemps. Hello, guys. So, um, What an
1: inspirational comeback attempt by the Lakers. Boy, I tell you what, man. Those those scrappy (laughs) little underdogs.
0: (laughs) The thing was, they actually were trying hard in a comeback attempt, and they really... Um, I mean, they, I guess they were down by 30 and they got it down to 10 at one point. So I guess it was, you know, they made up some ground, but they basically never th- seriously threatened the Suns, And that's kind of what happened in this series after Anthony, Anthony Davis got hurt. They never seriously threatened the Suns, And, um, you know, I, uh, I am not a betting man and certainly you could not have, um, of, uh, predicted that Anthony Davis would get hurt. But at the start of this series, when I saw that the Phoenix Suns were um, one to th- or I guess three to one underdogs, they were plus 300, I thought it was one of the most incredible betting opportunities I'd seen in a long time, a two seed with uh, that. And, and, you know, they showed certainly tonight in Devin Booker, uh, Bontemps, um, why they were the better team. And I don't know if um, how much, we should, I, you know, I don't know how much this, this game really doesn't matter. Anthony Davis obviously shouldn't have played. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised that the um, the team doctors even allowed him to do it, and he, you know he he lasted a few minutes, and um, I, I, I guess he gets points, but I think it was probably an unnecessary risk, and I'm not sure this game matters. I think the the real issue is is that the Lakers, um, after being champs last year and retrofitting their roster, um, didn't get it done this year, Montemps.
2: No, they did not. And it, this, this begins, you know, look, people are going to say Anthony Davis is hurt. And obviously I think we all wish that we'd seen the Lakers at full strength in the series, but the other team that won tonight, the Denver Nuggets beat the Portland Trailblazers about their starting point guard, their starting shooting guard and their backup guard. And we're, you know, playing playoff games with Austin Rivers guard and Damian Lillard and Facundo Campazzo, guard and Damian Lillard. Right. So the whole point of having a team is you have the rest of the team capable to step in when guys get hurt, and obviously you can't replace Anthony Davis. But go back to the offseason. We said in the off season, signing Montrezl Harrell, a regular season player, to play on a team trying to win a championship was a mistake. Montrezl Harrell was a non-factor in the series and was not he helping play to the Lakers.
1: He didn't play. Right? He played tonight. He played eight minutes. He they played. got outscored by sixteen points with him on the floor. Yeah, he That's eight. right. He didn't play.
2: just like we just like we saw last year in the playoffs. Right? That was a mistake signing from day one. The Dennis Schroeder trade was a mistake from day one. Dennis Schroeder,
1: national poster boy for getting your vaccination shots.
2: Well, listen, set all that aside. The The explanation for the Dennis Schroeder trade from the beginning was what? We don't want LeBron James to have to handle the ball throughout the season. Okay, that's fine. You trade a guy who's a 3 and D guy who shot 40% this year for the Sixers, Danny Green, played great, would have been a perfect fit in the playoffs. For a guy in Dennis Schroeder who, yeah, he's going to have the ball in these regular season games. Then he get in the playoffs, and he's going to be playing next to LeBron James. He's going to have the ball all the time. That never made any sense. On top of that, you get to the well, trade Sheter deadline. Well, shooter had the
0: ball a lot. He just didn't do a very good job well, when he did Well, he didn't did do that. a very
2: good job, but he was not a guy who's going to be very effective off the ball. And that was where he's going to have to play in these games. That gets to the trade deadline when the Lakers could have gone and got Kyle Lowry. Well, then, who, now this is,
0: this is a real conversation because the rest of Star is I don't know.
2: Well, listen, they, they could have signed Justin Holiday for example, for the mid-level exception. Think Justin Holiday would have helped in this game? Think he would have played more than eight minutes? I think he would have. We'll skip past that. The trade deadline, Kyle Lowry, all-star level point guard, is available at the deadline. And the Lakers, whether it was because they didn't want to trade Talon Horton Tucker, or they didn't want to trade a twenty twenty-seven or 28 first-round pick, or they didn't want to trade both, didn't trade for Kyle Lowry. And if you watch this series and you think the Lakers couldn't use Kyle Lowry, I don't know what you were watching. And if you got LeBron James at 36 years old, you have to be trying to win every year. Dude, People you understandably, got
1: Drummond, What more do you want him to do? Well, listen,
2: and again, another DNP a, a there for that guy who was going to ruin the league because the buyout rules are so restrictive and only only the big markets get these players. <laughs> but listen, seriously, though, if you, no, look at, if you look at this, if you look at this here, Kyle Lowry was a perfect fit to play with LeBron and play on this team. And the Lakers would have been able to re-sign him with Bird rights, And going forward, you'd have him and LeBron and Anthony Davis for the next couple of years. Think that team is capable of winning a title? I certainly think so. And instead, the Lakers don't make that trade because they're, like I said, either for a pick eight years out in the future or because of Taylor Horton Tucker, who's an interesting young player, but is a guy who was a bit player in the series. And listen, back in 2018, people pilloried the Cavs for making a future-facing move by trading Kyrie Irving. And, and getting a, a future first round pick. And I'm, I'm not trying to compare these trades. I'm not trying to say the Cavs did the right thing, but LeBron James is signed for years into the future. He is on your team. You're the Los Angeles Lakers. You're worrying about stuff eight years from now instead of trying to win a championship this year. I didn't understand that at the time. And I think when you watch this series, like this team was just not built well to play in the playoffs. And the result was they lost this series. And I don't, I don't think it's, I think you can people will say, Oh, the Lakers just didn't have Anthony Davis, and that's why they lost, and they would have won if they had him. And maybe that's true, but I think this team was fundamentally flawed from the beginning, and those flaws showed up throughout this season.
1: Well, whether that's true or not, like listen, you don't get to have an injury excuse when the other team, Chris Paul, it wasn't CP three, it was CP one arm. Chris Paul beat you with one arm, okay? So, look, yep. the, the Suns had serious injury problems too. And, you know, it's it's like you don't get to cry about Devin Booker dunking in the last minute Man. when when you're taunting. And, and, and what was it? Was that the last one that the, that the Lakers had this season? Like, you want to taunt late in the game? Devin Booker gets dunk late in the game and smile at you.
0: Well, so, when you have 47 points in a closeout game on the road. You get to you do know, what you want. I guess you – to the Victor, go- yeah, and, and
1: look, if Frank Kaminsky wanted to mimic the dunk on the bench like Andre Drummond doing LeBron's post up moves, go for it, Frank. I don't know if he can jump high enough to do that, but still.
0: Well, okay. So the reason that the Lakers are now out of the playoffs is because of injuries, not just in this series, but during the regular season, because LeBron was having an MVP caliber year. The terrible, you know, situation that happens. Um, Solomon Hill, you know, in, in my mind it was a it was just a basketball accident. Not everybody believes that, but whatever. Falls on his leg and that moment the Lakers season changed. Just like
1: mm-hmm.
0: the 76ers season might have changed when Embiid fell the other night. And that's the nature of the game. You know, I was I did the jump this week with Robert Ori, and he was talking about how on some of I I might have already told this on the pod, so I apologize if if I did, but on his on his team, on his Laker teams, his guys just like never got hurt. Like, you know, like the, the three, the three Pete that he was on the Lakers for, like during the playoffs, like Kobe twisted his ankle and like Fisher missed two games. Like there was just never any injuries. So LeBron gets hurt. AD gets hurt. And as a result, instead of being a top three seed or four seed, probably, you know, even top two, maybe the way they were playing. Now they're a seven seed. And so they end up having to play the Suns in the first round who are a good team. And they, you know, after looking a little shaky after they fell down two one, even despite the injury, DeAndre Aiden played great in the series. Booker was awesome in games five and six, just flat out awesome in games five and six. Um, you know, they you know, my uh you know, Mikhail Bridges was uh was terrific in this uh, in stretches in the series. They have a very good team. Cameron Payne had a very good series. So you end up playing oh, the number you, s- number you,
1: two seed. You you just sh- you just threw that in just to try to jab me. I mean, I can stop that. Go on. Anyway. Cameron Payne. Um, Do you want me to read his stat line tonight? Stop it.
0: Cameron Payne had a good series. What are you talking I, about? What, I come better, on. Let's a, not get bogged what down. What a better Cameron series, Cameron Payne or, or Dennis Schroeder? How about that? How about it? Let's <laughs> think about that until we move on. Um, so, the reason the Lakers are in this position is because of injuries. All right. You know, let, let's be clear. And then Schroeder, like McMahon said, got COVID and, you know, he is protective of his personal health situation, which he certainly has the right to be. But he was not the same player after he got sick. And I'm sorry about that. It's unfortunate. It's not his fault necessarily. Mm. But, you know, Mm. he made his decision.
1: There are are ways at this stage of 2021 to avoid getting COVID. Just saying. You
0: know, I'm going to tell you something else. The Lakers offered him an extension in February, and he did not sign it. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, So I just want to be clear the reason the Lakers are home. It's because of those injuries. In, uh, no, the reason the Lakers were
1: seven seed is because of those injuries. But listen, yeah. you, but you, you, no, but because uh, right. here's the deal uh, though.
2: Would, would the, they would, would have the still Lakers had to beat have, the Suns to get where they wanted to go, Brian.
1: Or, or would they, uh, do the Lakers beat the Nuggets in a series? I don't know that I'm confident of that after what I just watched. Do well, they beat look, the Clippers? I mean, I'm not sure. The Mavericks? What, I don't know.
0: One thing I will say the four teams, the last four teams in the bubble last year, Miami, Boston, LA, Denver. It was a rough go for him this year for various reasons. Three of them are home now, and <laughs> and the runaway also, MVP yeah, continues. I also, baby. I also
2: don't, I also don't like that argument for many reasons either. But that's not something we really need to get well, into. Well, you know,
0: I talked to Michael Malone about it, and he thought it made it. You know, he and Brad Stevens apparently talked about it all year long and felt it was a factor all year long. But you're right. Sure, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the sure. leaders and right. So that's why they're, in my view, that's why they're home. But Bontemps, you are right. Rob Palenka, after having a very good 2019-20 year, he did not have a good 2020-21.
2: They would have had to beat the Suns anyway. If if, like they lose to the Suns in the Western Conference Finals or they lose to the Suns in the first round, it doesn't change the fact that this is a team that is supposed to be competing for a title, and they lost in the playoffs. So, yeah, they wouldn't have been a seven seed, but... Again, like, and yeah, they had some bad luck with injuries. Like if Jamal Murray was healthy, the Nuggets might have won the title this year. You know, like you can do this with injuries with all these different teams. The bottom line is they lost this series. And I think, again, I think it's too reductive to say that Anthony Davis got hurt. So they lost. This team was badly flawed all year. We talked all year about how their three-point shooting was a problem. And going back to the bubble, everybody shot way above water all across the league in the bubble. And that helped the Lakers win the title last year, including Anthony Davis, who shot like 42% on threes, I think, in the playoffs. And that team couldn't shoot the ball well last year. And they didn't fix that in the offseason or during the season. And it came back to bite them in the series when they had huge stretches where they couldn't score. And, I honestly I, I you know, thought Gasol was
1: going to help them more than he did, um, you know,
2: well, whenever the, was time the and court, all that. Was, whenever Gasol was on the court, they were better. The problem was he didn't play very much because they were playing Andre Drummond. They were playing Montrezl Harrell, two guys that aren't effective in the playoffs anyway. That's the
0: thing. So on the Drummond thing, it wasn't like they had a choice of seven players
2: and they chose Drummond. Andre Drummond doesn't matter. They signed him for a buyout. Like, that's fine. Whatever. That's not – the issue is back back in the offseason when they used their one exception to sign a player who's a regular season player when you have LeBron James on your team. Right, it just so, doesn't make sense.
0: The LA Clippers who have their own challenges, but the LA Clippers took a, you know two years of Montrez Harrell under that leadership group, and were like, you know what, we're not even going to offer him a contract. And mm-hmm. you know Montrez is very upset about it, but they had their reasons for doing it. The Lakers hopped on it, and um,
2: we saw their reasons for doing it in this series. Well, we saw the reasons for doing it last year in the playoffs when they didn't yes. play him. But if you're trying to make the playoffs, Montrezl Harrell's a good guy to have on your team. If you're trying to win a title, he's not. It's just the way it that's is.
0: That's the best. I guess that's a best way to put it. And I so the the, the thing for the Lakers, you know, now is, um, uh, so Schroeder got offered a pretty. I don't know the exact amount he was offered guaranteed, but he got offered a pretty significant extension that he turned down. Uh, in February and March when he became eligible to extend. And the thing about that is, is, you know, I'm sure all Laker fans are like good riddance and, um, you know, because not so
2: fast.
1: Yeah. Be careful um, there.
0: I, I think they're going to have to seriously consider resigning
2: him
1: because if they, if he leaves, him. then what you don't get that? You, you don't get that money to pay somebody
2: else. The Lakers, the Lakers with Anthony Davis, LeBron James, Davis Caldwell Pope and Kyle Kuzma are at the salary gap. So if you, if, if you're a Laker fan and you want the Lakers to be able to make moves in the future, the only way they're going to be able to do that is if they have players under contract to trade. So yeah, if you, you, I'm sure Laker fans, I had, I have a Laker friend, friend who was texting me during the game, was furious about Schroeder. And I said, listen, man, if, if you want your team to be as good as it can be in the future, you got to resign Dennis Schroeder.
1: Okay. First of all, you I doubt you have him, a friend. So like,
2: I, I have a couple, tell us something we but, believe. You they have to they have to try to re sign him just to, like McMahon said to have that salary slot to use in other trades down the road to get other players, even if you don't like Schroeder. And that's that you know, that's part of the reason, again, to go back to the Kyle Lowry trade. That's what makes the Kyle Lowry trade or non-trade to me so crazy. And was what I thought at the time. If you have LeBron James, you have Anthony Davis, you should be trying to maximize your window today to win. And to to not do that for future assets, I just thought was crazy. And this is a perfect example. Now you're gonna have to re sign Dennis Schroeder. When I'd rather just paid Kyle Laird the next two years and add him for this playoff run, you probably would have been way better off, but they didn't choose to do that. And now here we are.
0: Well, they had an offer in and Toronto just passed on it. I mean, um,
2: well, yeah. there's, there's, they they could have improved their offer.
0: Well, the other argument, man, look, it
1: obviously it doesn't look good for the Lakers that, you know, Toronto might should have just taken what was on the table, the best deal on the table. And we, I mean, listen, and that's, we've been through that.
2: No, listen, that's, that's a different argument though, right? Like you got to get Toronto to say yes to your deal in that, is that position. I'm just saying, if I'm the Lakers to me, worrying about things seven, eight years down the road is not the way to operate when you have LeBron James at 36 on your team. But just, I don't, that's just not what I would have done personally. We talked about it that day on the pod. I stand by it now. I just, you know, it's just this team just wasn't built. They, they, this team was making regu- moves to win games in the regular season when they're trying to win playoff games. That was what they said back in so, November. We wanted and, to take the load off LeBron in the regular season. I just didn't understand it then, and it, you know, it hurt him in the playoffs.
0: And so Harrell has a player option for the $9 million or whatever it is, I think. it's
2: um, going to be an interesting decision. Yeah.
0: I, you
1: uh, know, I'd I'm probably sure. take that bad boy.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then you have Horton Tucker that you're going to have to resign and you're going to have competition for that. They have matching rights, but somebody could put a little pressure on them. And why, and
2: listen to, and he is an interesting player for the future. Like I'm not trying to say he stands, pretty, but he actually he played, played well, today. well.
0: in, in yeah. the last two games. He actually played pretty well. I could have, I could you know, I, you know, he, he didn't play any game in the series. I could have argued that he should have, he should have played more. Um, but you know, the thing is, LeBron also was just flat out not at his best, and so Mike, you know, my thing is, and I want to talk about the Suns here in a minute, but my thing is, let's say that Anthony Davis doesn't get hurt, and let's say the Lakers get through this series. Um, I'm that's not that's not a championship team um, right now, and if LeBron had you know and he you know his numbers look good. You know, tonight, for example, he had twenty nine points, nine rebounds, seven assists, two steals, two blocks. Um, that looks good, but LeBron was not himself.
1: He wouldn't peak LeBron, but you know what? I'll say this. I still thought the Lakers were gonna come out of the West just because
2: well, but you know he's what LeBron thought, man, James they're not, but they're not as good as these Eastern Conference teams.
1: No, I would not the like the net the Nets are the favorites to win the championship. Um, now we'll see if they can get through Milwaukee. They're going to have their hands full there. But the, the the collection of talent the Nets have is just ridiculous. And you know, oh, they haven't played much together. No, but when they have played together, they've played really, really well.
0: Yeah. Um, so the you know the Lakers are they're they've got some work to do, and I don't exactly know what they're gonna how they're gonna figure it out, but um. I will say this: that LeBron looked like he was an MVP until he got hurt, and I'm sure that that leg is not right. And you know, they're giving their their post game interviews right now, and we're doing this podcast, not listening to them. So I don't know what LeBron's going to say about his ankle, but
2: uh, you know, yeah, anybody who watched him, to your point, he didn't look the same. Well, and, sure. and
0: also LeBron can't say anything really because everybody always says that LeBron, you know, when he loses, finds something to blame, and at times that has been true, and at times it hasn't been true. But um, so if you, you know, I know he's going to be thirty six, going on thirty seven, but if LeBron can come back at that level, with a now going to be a long off season for nice him, nice
1: long off season.
0: Um, you know, they're going to have a chance, but Rob Palinka's got to have a better year. Um, all right, let me close with the books on the Lakers. And I want to talk briefly about the Suns. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Yeho tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. For the ones who get it done, Ranger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call or click ranger.com or just stop by. Devin Booker obviously isn't going to play like this every night. It's one of the best games of his NBA career tonight. Um, Considering the, the stakes, you could argue it was the best game of his career. I know he's easily had it.
2: the best. Yeah, easily the best. I mean, the this was more did.
1: impressive than seventy points in a, in a blowout loss in Boston. I'm sorry, game. this exactly. was more impressive. Yeah. Exactly. How
0: many how many threes did he hit in the first quarter? Six. I mean,
2: he just absolutely took them out of the game. They won the game. They won the game in the first quarter. They, he took the game over. No, it was a dominant performance by him. I mean, no this question.
0: is this is what the you know I, this is going to sound corny, but. I, this is what the dreams are made out of. When you give a guy a max contract, this is what the dreams are made of. You're that was a max
2: player. For. That was a max player performance. Oh, you can say Superstar that. Superstar performance. Yeah, you know that was great on and the road against the Lakers, against LeBron. Like all this stuff we said about the Lakers and LeBron, it's still playing the Lakers and LeBron on the road in a closeout game. And he came out and just put put the hammer down for the beginning. It was and, incredible yeah, performance.
1: And, and by the way, how many young superstar performances have we seen in these playoffs? I, I think oh, the yeah. league's in pretty good shape for a while yep. with these all these 24, 23, 22, 21-year-old guys just lighting oh, up the well, playoffs. We'll Trey
2: get young, to Donchich, Jason Tatum, etc. It's a lot of a lot of fun players. To same watch. same
0: uh, same building, back to back nights, Doncic and Booker putting up those two performances. Yeah. Oh yeah, Luca. Luka, not mean, bad either. Holy Moses. Um Poor and thing, let me just guess. Say, Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Go
1: on. Poor, <laughs> um, did you see that corner three, baby?
0: Well, you know, I don't. I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. I want to talk about the Suns for a second. DeAndre Ayton didn't play that that much or well tonight. He played 30 minutes tonight, but he didn't. He wasn't that involved tonight because uh, the Lakers went small, and it was hard for him at times. They were just trying anything to get the lane open because they were just sitting in the lane because they didn't respect the Lakers' outside shooting. DeAndre Ayton. Had a huge, huge, huge series. He came into this game averaging seventeen and twelve in the in this in the series. You know, he only had uh, what do you have tonight? Eight and three. So that's going to bring the the stats the numbers down a little don't, bit.
2: Don't, those stats don't don't reflect the way he played. He was fantastic. In right. He he
1: become a winning piece this year. He his like he deserves credit again. His looking at the numbers, you don't see improvement. If you watch DeAndre Ayton. He's become a winning piece. He's become yep. a really good defensive anchor. He's become yep. a great complementary offensive player. The guy sets tough screens. He rolls hard. Like DeAndre Ayton is a is a dude that you can build around as a complementary star with with Devin Booker.
2: He was going toe to toe with Davis earlier in the series. Like the, he was the reason they won Game One. He was awesome in that game. I mean, he he was great. He was he was awesome in the series.
0: Do you know what he shot in this series?
2: I would guess over eighty percent.
0: I'm gonna tell you is he shot three or four tonight, so that's seventy five percent, and it we dropped his, it down. It dropped his percentage.
2: Yeah, it dropped he, his
0: percentage to, from eighty to seventy
2: nine. Yeah, I mean he was great. He was just using his body and being physical. And like McBain said, you know, a year, even a year ago, you wouldn't have guessed that DeAndre had been able to play like this. I mean his his improvement has been fantastic. And this Suns team, they've been really good all season. Monty Williams deserves a ton of credit. These young guys, Mikael Bridges, we haven't even talked about him. He's a fantastic young player, yeah, too. I mean, he, really good. They're, they're really good. And, like, and look. look Cam Johnson's ago, a
1: nice – look, they got killed for the Cam Johnson pick. That's right. He's a, he's a nice player. Uh, he's really this good year's first-round pick is uh, – well, he he looked good in uh, his sweatpants.
2: Listen, two weeks ago, previewing the series, we talked about the opportunity that was there for Chris Paul. And I know he was a little banged up, obviously, with the stinger in his arm. But the, the biggest stretch of this game for all the plays Devin Booker made – Lakers get to 10. Chris gets in the lane, shakes LeBron, makes a jumper, hits Cam Johnson for a three, hits a mid-range jumper, 7-0 run by himself, puts the game back to 17 points. Suns go on to win the game. And now Chris Paul's got a chance. They're going to be favored in the conference semis. They are. they going to have a live shot in yeah. the conference finals. They've got – he's got a shot to get to the NBA finals for the well, first time in his career. Um, you know, that's a pretty the thing, huge now, moment.
0: Just, you know, and going back to Aiton. So now he's drawn the MVP. So – yeah. Um, who is just I mean, he just hit some shots tonight that were just he He's had fantastic. a three, he had a three pointer tonight that was you know um, I know Javale McGee is guilty of overacting on the bench but Javale fell to the floor and he hit this three over Nurkic tonight. Um, Denver so, just beat
2: Dame and CJ with a bunch of with with third string guards. I mean it was just an incredible performance.
1: Not third string with a ten day guard. Yes. I yeah. mean, Austin the, Rivers was unemployed.
0: Yeah, Austin hit a giant three tonight in this win. For hit the Denver clincher. Two. Yeah, he's hit, he's hit, um, he hit a bunch of
1: big threes. He played, well. played well, obviously not as many as Damian Lillard, but still. Oh
0: yeah, Dame, well. I was, uh, Dame. I think was Dame. I think was O of eight in the uh, fourth quarter tonight. He's just he was just gassed. Yeah, he ran out of and, gas. Uh, how, well, many gonna, how many times are we going to? How many times are we going to see it? Um, mm, I know that he is our I don't know how
1: many times we'll see it. I don't know how many times more.
0: I mean, he has articulated time after time after time. I'm not going anywhere. I, I know that he has said it over and over and over. Um, but
2: the, I, I the big I, off season ahead in Portland. I mean, Dame himself said after the game, you know, it's not good enough when you lose in the first round to a team without two or three of their best players. Yeah, so, yeah. You know that sums it up.
0: And as bad as as bad as is not bad, but as decimated as Denver's backcourt is. Monty Morris outplayed CJ McCollum
2: for most of the Yeah, CJ, CJ was bad in the series. Yeah.
0: So, um, um, all right, I want to talk so Denver moves. I mean, I don't know what, you know, I don't know what much to say about that game. We're gonna be talking about Team Lillard a lot this summer, I think. Yeah. Um, I do not think the status quo will hold in Portland. I think we're gonna see a coaching change there. There's a decent chance of that. I don't know how much personnel changes we're gonna see. Um, they really spent a lot of assets and money on their roster yeah. last year and it yeah. it you know Covington played his butt off uh, in this series, but he was not able to be a difference maker in their overall defense. So no
2: use of Nurkic was grumbling after the game. There, there's a lot of stuff going on there. It's, been, well, it's Nurkic very is up. very interesting. Nurkic is
0: up for a contract extension. Um, he wants a contract extension. He changed agents to, to position himself for a contract extension. And I don't know how that conversation is going to go. And I don't know what Mello does. <clears throat> um, uh, you know, there's a lot of question marks there. A lot of there. questions.
1: Uh, no, obviously Terry Stotts is, you know, likely uh, heading for the exits.
0: Yeah, I think, that's, I think everybody pretty much expects that to happen, including Terry. So we'll see how long it goes. Although no coach has been fired, um, the only coaching change we've had since the end of the season has been <laughs> Brad Stevens. Um, so uh, I want to talk about what I witnessed last night, McMahon.
1: You were in the house, huh?
0: I didn't actually go to the game. Um, I was uh, I was at the Mavericks. <laughs> it wasn't an after party, but some of the some of the Mavericks uh, adjourned to the hotel bar to enjoy their victory well, nothing that's crazy better, nothing was going that, on
1: that, that that's better um, than chris Stapp's last uh i will porzingis, I,
0: I don't want to talk outside of school because i don't think i should be talking about guys when they're outside of the thing but porzingis was in the bar which is allowed you are allowed to be in the hotel bar he was following all the rules i don't know where he was you know after i left but um Listen, Chris Staps
1: is—he's really gotten familiar with those health and safety protocols. <laughs> he,
0: he was not in the uh any, in anything, but um, Luca's performance. Um, I think I referenced it on the pod. I thought I think I said Luca could play better, and um, um, and that's the kind of game. I mean, he's obviously not going to do that a lot, but that's the kind of game that you that you know a star like that has in him. You know, you know, I don't and, even know and,
1: and if it, what's crazy. I don't even know if it was his best game of the series. His best game of the series might have actually been a loss, forty-four nine yeah. nine. And, and it's funny after that game, Luca. Uh, I thought he, I thought it was actually pretty artfully handled by him. Critical of himself, complimentary of everybody else, shouting out Dorian Finney-Smith for the defense, the energy. Same thing with Dwight Powell. Making sure to mention Hardaway, Porzingis, who obviously there's, you know, not necessarily the smoothest dynamic there. Making sure to mention those guys hit huge threes late, uh, and then he's just killing himself. He did. He he ran out of gas. You know, he wasn't great in the fourth quarter, but geez, dude had forty two eight and fourteen. He he accounted for like eighty, almost eighty four percent of their field goals. So made that three- seventeen, assisted on fourteen.
0: That three-pointer he set up uh, Porzingis for that clenched the game, he reminded me of Peyton Manning on that play because it was almost like Peyton Manning waiting at the line for the safety to take like one step up, and then he killed him. Oh, by the way,
1: if we're going to mention crazy passes, a couple games ago, the pass that uh, Jokic made where Gordon cuts – he lofts it over Covington. Covington falls down right to Porter in the corner. I mean, that, that was pretty. I, I refer to it as basketball pornographic on Twitter, and people didn't
0: <laughs> understand. But if, if that
1: doesn't you know get you real happy, I don't know. You don't like this game.
0: Uh, yeah. So it was just it was just a surgical performance by Luca. And look, he outplayed Kawhi in that game. Kawhi has been very good in this series. This was
1: Kawhi's first dud, and it's all relative. Twenty points on nineteen shots. Right. That's a dud by Kawhi's standard. There's, you know, the Bobon thing, Bobon was minus nine, so you can't say, wow, what a massive success. But the Mavs junking the game up, mixing in so much zone, it disrupted Kawhi's standard. Because the, the, the previous three games, two of which the Clippers won, you know, one, Luka just luka at them. But the previous three games, Kawhi just got wherever he wanted, whenever he wanted, and it was just a, a steady buffet at the rim. And, you know, that that was disrupted in this game.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you know, Lou, um, Ty Lue went – he did some coaching and went small. Um, and then Carlisle – Rick Carlisle maneuvered back and went super-duper big. I think I – Saw so you write that it was the biggest lineup in NBA. Was it playoff history or NBA? No, history? It was the
1: second biggest in, in playoff history, behind okay. only a 2003 Nelly Classic, where it was Brad, Sean Bradley, Rafe LaFrance, Dirk at, at the four. three, Michael yeah. Finley, and Steve Nash. That is Nelly Classic and then, 2003.
0: And then seven years later, we believe he's, you know, Yeah. he's, playing a, bunch of, he's way, playing a bunch right? of 6'5 guys. Um so uh yeah, so they go really big and go zone and uh you know the Bobon Porzingis um and you know Luca. I you know and, I saw and
1: the so the zone does a couple things. One it it eliminates the open season at the rim for for Kawhi and Paul George. You know, it 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 kind of shuts that down a little bit. Two, it gives Luca and Porzingis kind of a place to hide defensively. Like, they're not having to play man-to-man, Porzingis especially. Porzingis playing man-to-man on the perimeter was just, I mean, it's just not, like, realistic. (laughs) It's just not fair, not right. And But if he can play zone, look, he's not always going to be perfect, but it it at least gives him a shot.
0: So... But my, my, my point is, so Kawhi got outplayed. So that happens. it hap- He's playing against a potential all-time great in Luka. Mm-hmm. He looks like he has a good chance to be an all-time great. By the way, that game that he played where he scored and assisted on everything, it reminded me of early LeBron games, uh, early in his career where he did everything. But LeBron can't shoot like that.
1: Like that. Yeah, Luca can't jump like early LeBron either. Okay, so they, that's, you know, a, there's, that's fair. I, I mean, that's fair. There, there are look, but that is in terms of body, brain. Uh, you know, just body in terms of sheer size.
0: Yeah, six eight.
1: Brain and just like this is the dude running the show in complete control. You know, LeBron is probably the closest comp, but you know. Luca is definitely a better shooter and obviously the bronze, just a a complete freak of an athlete, especially when he was 21, 22.
0: Yeah. So, um, okay. So what happens, you know, even your, even your, uh, hall of fame guy, Kawhi can get outplayed. The thing, the reason it's so hurtful is because of their performance in games one and two. Yeah. And that, you well, and, and the Mavs shooting performances. The Mavs just had ridiculous... Like, I agree, but the Clippers had something to do with that. There was a lot of open looks, especially in Game 2. I thought their approach can, to that I game can, defensively was not acceptable. Yeah,
1: and you know what killed the Clippers in this one was when Paul George got in foul trouble, the Mavericks went on a run and dominated the third quarter. So, yeah.
0: Montemps can Montemps, uh, can the Clippers... Win two in a row against Luka Doncic at this point, I, I don't know if they can.
2: Well, they well they can, but the, I mean, look, this is this is these are the best games when you have a game six where the favorite team is on the road and on the ropes. That these are the games that determine like what you've got as a team, right? Like probably it did for the,
0: the Miami Heat in two thousand uh, uh, twelve,
2: and I know they didn't win the title, but it also did for the Warriors in twenty sixteen in Oklahoma City in one of the craziest atmospheres I've ever been in when Clay Thompson goes crazy in the fourth quarter and wins that game. Like these are the these are the games when you see like that LeBron game when you or the Clay game. You these are the games where you see what a team has. And you know, look, when we talked about this last week after the first couple games, Luka Doncic is good enough to be the best player on the court in any game against any team. And so he might be good enough to not only win this series, but maybe win the next couple. So yeah, he might be able to beat these guys. But Let's see what Kawhi Leonard has. Let's see what Paul George has. Let's see what the Clippers have. Their backs are against the wall. They've obviously gotten back in the series a bit after the start and after where we were a week ago. But, you know, they're still going on the road where with their season on the line and with all the pressure on them. Let's let's see how they perform, and let's see if Luka can, you know, rise to the moment because, I mean, this is a big moment for him too. I mean, we saw what Devin Booker did. I mean, I know it's home and on the road, but – Devin Booker comes out in a closeout game, he has a monster game, he carries his team to a win. You know, Luka's more capable of doing the same thing, and I, I'm gonna be sitting here, ready to watch it, nine o'clock tomorrow, to see what it looks like. I think it's, it's gonna be a fascinating game.
0: Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusion supply warm up with the hottest games live with vivid seats no matter the sport vivid seats wants you to get to the games you love plus with vivid seats rewards you can score free tickets surprise seat upgrades an annual birthday discount and more they are the only ticket company in the game that rewards fans for every purchase as the official ticketing partner of ESPN, vivid seats is offering you twenty dollars off your first two hundred dollar ticket purchase with code hoop that's code hoop h-o-o-p visit vividseats.com or download the app today vivid seats experience it live so dallas um they are are they hot right now uh mcmahon or is are they i mean is this just like they're playing like their best basketball at the right time or the first two games they were hot
1: uh last night, I think they were just able to junk like look, it wasn't like it was a beautiful performance. Luca carried the load. Nobody else played well offensively. Hardaway had 20, but he right. was six of nineteen.
2: Now, to what, your point, McMahon, you thought a huge three Rick Carlisle, right? Rick Carlisle. Rick Carlisle won that game with Luca. Because yeah. Luca was great, and Rick Carlisle found a way to, to slow down Kawhi and try different stuff. And like that's you know, Rick's one of the best coaches in the league. He's been in a, a billion playoff games, right? Like this is that, you know, that's what you do. Like you're gonna have a couple games where you shoot hot, and you're gonna have a game where Luca goes crazy, and you're gonna have a game where you, you know, you throw the team off the other team off their rhythm. So yeah.
1: So the first two games, the Mavericks outscored them. Like the Clippers scored a bunch of points, right? And were efficient yep. offensively, blah, blah, blah. The Mavericks just had Luka was just not just superstar, otherworldly uh hardaway was red hot like the mavericks as a team were just sizzling Lu made his adjustment now it took two minutes in the game three but he made his adjustment played small the mavericks could not handle that for two games rick made his adju- adjustment played massive junked the game up this is the first time the mavericks won when they didn't just light it up you know they they won this game kind of ugly despite luca being ridiculous and so we'll see what Ty Lue and the Clipper, you know, what what's their counter? That that's what we're going to see in Game Six.
0: Well, we're definitely going to be keeping a very close eye on that one. That, um, the, the what I walked away from that game last night saying was, uh, maybe the maybe the Mavericks just are the better team, and that's a scary thing to true.
1: But you also walked away from Game Two saying that, then the Clippers won two in Dallas.
0: I know, but the nature of the game was different, so. Uh, we'll see. Um, before we go, I, I, I think we've got, you know, the, the series that we're all looking forward to. Uh, I know Bontemps is, uh, for sure. Starts Saturday night, Brooklyn, Milwaukee. Um, I have probably, probably hyperbole and probably will be made fun of for it, but I have dubbed this series as a, as a referendum on the, future of the nba the short-term future of the NBA. oh boy
2: i'm not sure i i'm not sure you're wrong
1: i love referendums
2: well
0: what i'm just saying is if so i went back and, and uh, with some help with some people to jump i went back and looked at some showtime laker stats because when i was doing some research on this NBA season, this was the craziest offensive season we've had since yeah. a bunch of years in the mid 80s from about 83 to 88 was, um, you know, peak offense in NBA history, pretty much in the modern era. And that was the Showtime Laker era. They didn't win every every title in the 80s, but they won a lot of them. How I many they won? Four. They won um, five, correct? Five, five in the 80s. Celtics with so, three. Yeah, that's right. So I went back and looked and, you know the Lakers in that seven or eight year run uh, the magic, you know, early part of his career um, they were number one or number two in offense every single year. Mm -hmm. And um, some of the, you know, for a long time, those teams were had the best offense of all time. They've been knocked down by this year's uh, incredible uh, octane. Um, But they were also in the top 10 in defense. Most of those years or a lot of those years, seventh, eighth, ninth, you know, Eleventh, they were I were up there a lot. Um, this Nets team, as we've talked about for months on end, is not that way. They are absolutely saying we are going to run and gun. And we are going to outshoot you, and we have more firepower and more personnel. And there's nothing you can do about it. We're putting up 145, and we don't care if you get 142. And uh, we're going to try to do it four out of seven. And the the Milwaukee Bucks have spent enormous resources. Both in money and in draft capital uh, and other assets to build a team that is uh, defensively versatile and uh, built to stop a team, or not stop, but certainly somewhat control a team like the Nets. And if the Nets and, can and take they've down- also
1: spent resources in terms of time and experimental, you know, thought processes and all that stuff this regular season to be able to be more versatile.
0: One hundred percent right. And so. Um, if the Nets pull this off and, and do this, I see no reason why now other teams in the league will not be able to match their personnel, but I see no reason why other teams in the league won't try to do the same thing, because that's the way the league is going. And that's what I mean, a referendum on where the league is is at this point,
2: Bontemps. This is the NBA Finals. Whoever wins this series is going to win the championship. Oh, wow. Here we go. Relax. No, I mean, barring injury, these are the two best teams in the league by a significant amount, in my opinion. I, I think they're well, certainly I since Embiid
0: head... got hurt. I don't know what he's going to look like in two weeks, but
2: I just think these teams are head and shoulders above the rest. And I think this is going to be an absolutely titanic series. And you're right, Brian. Like, listen, I've I've been I've said the same thing all year about the Nets. That I I'm going to trust all of NBA history that you have to at least care somewhat on defense to win a championship. And if if the Nets win this series, if their guys can stay healthy, which listen, that's a big if with this Nets team. They, there's a reason their guys played, I think, seven regular season games together, right? They took turns missing time with injuries. So I, I certainly hope everybody stays healthy. But if they stay healthy and they get by Milwaukee, they should beat everybody else, and probably fairly handily. So you know, to me, this is this is the finals, and I just think it's I think even more than their defense. I think it's going to come down to the battle inside and specifically with Brooke Lopez and Yas Tenecupo going up against the absolutely softest part of Brooklyn defense, which is their defense at the rim. And so, so, saw, so,
1: just to well, be clear though, to, go ahead, yeah. we'll finish up.
2: All I was going to say was if you watched for anybody who had the misfortune of having to watch this Celtics net series, which was a five game slog, uh, Tristan Thompson, who was not very good, was still able to throw guys around inside and get a bunch of rebounds and cause problems, and he is ten times he is nowhere near the player that either Giannis or Brook are. And I think, if, to me, if they can control the boards and dominate it inside, I think Milwaukee can win the series and get by the Nets. But I'm uh, I'm incredibly excited to watch this. I think it's going to be great.
1: Just the whole thing of this is the NBA Finals. I, I yeah. just want to point out these are the two and three seeds in the East. Number one now, Embiid's hurt. I get it. Yeah, you still have the two teams that had the best records in the NBA alive.
0: And by the way, nobody was paying attention really. But the Jazz really started getting going this last seven, eight.
2: years. The Jazz played. The Jazz played great in that Memphis series, and I think I think that uh, I think that people are gonna you know people are gonna remember that first game when Donovan Mitchell didn't play and and Memphis shot great and uh, the Jazz missed a billion threes and lost, and they're not gonna look at the rest of the series. I think Utah's really good. But if I I say it's a de facto NBA finals because I think I'm picking whoever wins this series to win the title. I, I may well I, be wrong. If you want to say whoever wins is the
1: it. favorite, okay, but I'm just saying, let's
2: I'm just saying for me personally. Uh, let's play the rest I think of the whoever play. wins I just think whoever wins the series if they stay healthy will win the title. That's that's why I say that.
1: I am concerned by the way if, I, if I'm a Jazz fan, very concerned about Mike Conley with this MRI revealing a mild hamstring strain. In the same hamstring that caused him to miss nine games with tightness late in the season, that's uh, that's concerning. Uh, By the way, what if Kyrie steps on the Bucks logo the same way (laughs) that he did Lucky in Boston? What happens then? You know the answer. Nothing. No idea. (laughs) That's we all
0: saw that joke, and I actually
2: actually. I actually didn't see it, and it's really terrible. Um, Most
1: underrated tweet of my lifetime. Come on, that was the uh, best tweet I've ever had.
2: That's that's very terrible. But yeah, listen, I I, as, I am just super excited about this series. There's a ton of fasting matchups. Who does Drew Holiday guard? Um, you know who? What are Who's the Nets going to try to stop? Well, yeah, I would. I'll be curious to see that too. I mean, there's you know it. Brook Lopez the past couple months has been has been back to being like Brooklyn Nets. Brooke Lopez and playing in the paint all the time. I think in preparation for this series, um, DeAndre Jordan has not played since the last time these two teams played a month ago. I think a month ago today, mm-hmm. and um, they they played basically exclusively small in, against against Boston, and they have for the past month. So I think they're going to try to play small and lean into this thing. Um, and remember, Milwaukee. You know, people were questioning whether the Bucks should have played the Heat in the uh, in the first round if they should have ducked them, and they went out and demolished them in four games. So, and Miami uh, could I, not
0: score. And Miami had been you know, hot in the last month of the season offensively.
2: Could and Giannis from score. the beginning of that series guarded Jimmy Butler and shut him down. Jimmy Butler yep. was not good.
1: Durant's a little different. No, no, I'm Jimmy not.
2: Butler. Yeah, no, no, no. To be <laughs> no. clear, I'm not. I'm not. I'm 100% not saying that that's going to happen at all. You know, I just think from a Durant, mindset like, standpoint, it's great.
0: It, if you could pick a, a guy to defend Durant, it would be a guy like Giannis because of his length. But even as long as Giannis is and athletically gifted as he is, I don't I don't think I think Durant is impervious to being
2: having his shot
0: affected. And nobody I think can, it's
2: nobody nobody in the league can guard Kevin Durant. Well, he is either yeah. his point.
1: As good as great as Butler is, like, listen, you can go under screens with Jimmy Butler and yep. hey, if you want to shoot. Long jumpers, long
2: two. Giannis is threes, also like seven inches taller than him, too. Yeah, I mean, he you, just, he's got a big size advantage. You, you go under
1: threes with Kevin Durant, he's going to go, you know, eight of 12 from three point range.
2: Yeah.
0: So the one thing I'll say about Milwaukee is that, and I, this is, you know, true of Utah, too, I think, is they can put up 140 on their own. Mm-hmm. So they I'm not, I don't think they can do it with the Nets every night. I don't think they can go into seven shootouts and hope to outscore them four times, but they also have the firepower to match them a few times in a series. And that factor, in addition to their level of defense in, even though I agree that the Nets are the favorite, uh, because Milwaukee has, you know, they can put up numbers I think that gives them a fighting chance in this sucker.
2: I think the Bucs are going to win the series. Hmm. I think the Bucs are going to win the series. Now listen, I, I, because I think to Brian's point, they're one of the few teams that can keep up with Brooklyn. They also guard really, really well. Drew holiday is arguably the single best guy you could have to guard either Kyrie or James Harden. It will be very interesting to see which one of those guys he guards. I personally would put him on Kyrie Irving. Because Kyrie's going to isolate, and I think Drew Holiday can put the clamps on him if anybody can. Um, but that's going to be interesting. But I think well, James Harden's going to isolate too. That's one of the reasons why. Well, say, good. but, but James Durant. Harden. Well, well, yes, but James Harden. James Harden is more like Kyrie's isolating sh- to score, where James Harden is is like running plays for other people. I I just think that I would. I personally would go with Drew on Kyrie. But anyway, I, I think. The the, the Bucs are about as well built to match up with this Nets team as you can. And again, I just I really think that ultimately the Giannis Brooke Lopez combination inside just has a chance to absolutely demolish the Nets in the paint. And yeah. I think if the if the Bucs are able to, if the Bucks win this series, I think it's because of that. And they just they play volleyball in the paint and Brooke dominates inside and Giannis gets where he wants and they're able to, to control the glass and control the paint and win the series that way. Now, I think it's going to be really close. And I think that um, the Nets easily could win. I don't, you know, they're an awesome team. And in a lot of ways, they actually, this this Bucks team sort of reminds me of the 2016 Oklahoma City Thunder in that that team was built to be physically imposing and kind of impose its will on teams in games. And it nearly was enough to beat the Warriors. And I, I sort of feel like this is a similar stylistic matchup where the, the warrior, the, the nets are going to, like you said, Brian, they're trying to score 135 a game. And if the bucks win the series, which I think they can, and I'm going to pick them to, I think it's because they can kind of impose their physicality on the series and really bash the nets around. So, um, uh, but I'm just so excited for it. I think it's going to be awesome. There's so many interesting matchups. It's, there's a lot on the line, legacy wise, well, you know, let's just, gonna yeah, it's going to
0: potentially just be amazing to watch. Yeah. It's going to be amazing to watch because we're going to see these three guys just filling it up like crazy, and we're going to see the Bucks swinging back hard because you know, the, you know losing Dante DiVincenzo is going to hurt, but the Bucks got a lot of weapons. And,
2: well, you know um, who's sneaky going to hurt if he's not able to play in the series or is not going to be able to play much is Jeff Green, which I know people yeah, might laugh about I don't about think he's going to play. I don't but think it's, he's going to play. That's a big loss for the Nets. He's a really important piece for them when they especially when they play small cuz he can space the floor and shoot. He he's been really good for them. Now he's got to play in a fascist strain. We'll see if he can go back. That's a big piece for I I'd, I'd be surprised if he can come back. Uh, the other thing
0: is Bryn Forbes was like unconscious shooting the ball against the Heat. Um I mean maybe I didn't follow his career, you know, chapter and verse in San Antonio. Maybe he had a hotter uh week in shooting in his in his San Antonio career, but um, that gives them uh, a dimension off the bench, that firepower that uh, yep. they, they may need.
2: So Dante we'll definitely see. hurts a ton though. Dante's really good. That's that's a big loss for the Bucs.
0: Um, all right. Well, there's uh, still a lot of stuff going on in the NBA. But that's all we could do tonight. It's uh, getting on three in the morning uh, Eastern. So thanks to Jackson, our producer for uh, staying up late and putting this together. Thanks for uh, getting up early and listening. And uh, McMahon, Bontemps, thanks for doing it. We'll, we'll, uh, Talk to you guys next week. Adios, amigos.